Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour, bonjour. So happy to join with you on this beautiful day. I I feel fortunate that I am in uh, sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. I know many of my friends have been experiencing extreme weather conditions, and I send you blessings. I I love the snow, but snowstorms can be super challenging. I grew up in Michigan until I was almost 10, and then Rhode Island until I went to college in Boston. Uh, Boston, I uh, was there for the great blizzard of 79, 78, I can't remember what year it was now, but where we had over three feet of snow, if I recall, and people were cross-country skiing in in Boston. Uh, and uh, so I've been through a lot of snow, lived in Maine, so I I love, 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 love winter and snow, and it can be super challenging, so... God bless everybody who's dealing with the storms. All right, let's begin with a blessing. Ah, I place my hand on my heart to remind myself that I am wholeheartedly available for peace, for love, for joy, for my true identity to reveal itself in my awareness. I am truly grateful and truly thankful to open myself to unlimited, unprecedented love divine wisdom and clarity pouring through each of us. We are grateful to be the two or more gathered in the name and the nature of love for the holy purpose of remembering our true nature, our true identity, and seeing that same truth in our brothers and sisters. So grateful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self in order to relinquish the illusions and delusions that we have made. We are grateful and thankful to give up all fear and the causes of fear. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the unprecedented, unlimited flow of healing love in our awareness. We extend that love and share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 <sighs> so the topic today is when you feel like you don't belong, when you feel like an outsider. And just before I get into the topic, I'd like to share that I got this topic from someone, I can't remember who now, um, but I understand that it is uh, a common feeling. And I'm so glad for the topic. And uh, occasionally people suggest a topic that it takes a while before Spirit says, yeah, do that now because I really follow the guidance of what I get for when to share what topic when. Sometimes I just hold the book, A Course of Miracles, in my hands, and I just uh, open it to whatever page and see what's there, and that's what the topic is. So it's all kinds of ways that topics come to me. If you would like to suggest a topic, I welcome it. And so one way to do that that's super easy is on the livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash podcast webpage, or you can just go to livingacourseofmiracles.com, click on the um, podcast link there, and there is in the sidebar, there is a form you can fill out to make a suggestion. You can also write to admin at jenniferhadley.com, A-D-M-I-N at jenniferhadley.com. And you probably could just reply to any email that I send you and uh, change the subject line and put your topic uh, 
in the email. So options for you there. And uh, I love to get your suggestions. I love our connections. I love the opportunity to uh, be connected and be in the flow together. It's my, it's my thing. <laughs> Being the two are more gathered. It's so healing. I've had so much healing through this ministry and the connections with people. It's so so precious to me. One of the things I can honestly say with my whole heart is that you are my answered prayer. Because when I first found A Course in Miracles, uh, I was already in ministerial school, just finishing up my ministerial studies at Agape. Uh, I'd been years at the Ernest Holmes Institute. And uh, I found A Course in Miracles so, so grateful, and I just wanted to talk about it all the time. So I started a study group, and then uh, when I, um, I stopped the study group because I started offering the Living A Course of Miracles classes, and that's about the same time that I started this podcast back in 2011. September 2011, Ken Wapnick was, I no, Gary Renard was my first guest. I think Ken Wapnick was my second guest. And um, yeah, so all of those episodes are in the podcast. Anyway, I welcome your suggestion. So it's feeling like an outsider, feeling like you don't belong. This is so common for us as spiritual students. I know I can remember when I was a child growing up in um, Michigan, and then when we moved to Rhode Island, I so remember it's some of the few memories that I have from my childhood, because I just, I don't think about my childhood a lot, <clears throat> but I do remember feeling so much like, I don't belong here these are not my people, not my place. I loved my family and still do very, very much, but I didn't feel like these are my tribe. Um, now, of course, I see how perfect everything is. But at the time, I did have this sense of, uh, I used to have deja vu all the time. It's just constant deja vu. And I also had this sense so often of everything being surreal and really having a bizarre relationship with time and space. And when I talk about these kinds of things with spiritual students, they often go, oh, that's me too, uh, that they didn't feel really congruent with their family uh, and their culture and their community. Uh, I wrote about in my daily shot of spiritual espresso today, I wrote about how I, 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 in, in Boston at the A Course in Miracles conference this year, I felt so blessed that I proposed to, um, Reverend Tony and the, the folks at the Community Miracle Center who put on the conference that I do a pre-conference program, free, totally free, for people who are interested in starting a study group. And at livingacourseofmiracles.com, we have lots of resources for people who are interested in that. And we list study groups there. So we have all these resources. So important to me. And one of the themes of that gathering, which was so beautiful and so wonderful, one of the themes of the gathering was that people feel like outsiders in their community. They feel like they're the only Course of Miracles student. And, you know, one of the things that happens is we kind of have to come out of the closet as a teacher of God, as a spiritual student. And uh, people don't know how to do that. But a Course of Miracles study group is a great way to do that because People will be led and guided to you. 
if you decide to do that. And we're working on a project at the Power of Love Ministry to um, host online study groups. And that's super important to me, really important to me. So, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So it's so common for people to feel like they don't belong in this world. They don't belong in their family. They don't belong in their friendships. They even don't belong in their spiritual community. They feel like an outsider. They feel that somehow they are different. So I'm going to just share a little bit about my journey with that. Uh, One of the things I remember back in my 20s was I was starting to have um, real interest in spirituality. I started going to services at Unity with Eric Butterworth in Manhattan. I was living in Manhattan. And I started a spiritual book and brunch club with my friends and so we would go to services with Eric Butterworth, Eric and Olga in at Lincoln Center, and then we'd go out to brunch. We talked about spiritual books like Shirley MacLaine's Out on a Limb and um, Shakti Gawain's Creative Visualization and Living in the Light and, and things like that. And that ignited me to spiritual conversations with my friends. And in that time, I also started to work with a spiritual counselor. And I started to really look deeply into my consciousness and my awareness and my beliefs and my thought patterns. And it initially, it brought up, as it does for many people, a sense of oh my God, I am filled with just trash, garbage. This is too big a task. Like if you were to open a, I've never seen the show Hoarders, but like that, like I was hoarding all this garbage and trash inside my consciousness. And in the beginning, it felt overwhelming. I can never get through this. I can never clear this out. But I made the decision, so grateful for the power of decision. I made the decision that this is what I'm going to do. And if it takes me a hundred lifetimes to take out all the trash in my consciousness, that's what it takes. But that's what I am doing because I believe it can be done. And I'm going to find my way because being miserable, feeling hatred towards myself and others, being constantly critical and attacking and feeling shame and blame. I cannot do it anymore. I went through a period of feeling suicidal and I just said, I cannot do this anymore. I have to find a way to live in this world that works for me. And so I... I wasn't partnering up then. I wasn't. I was still trying to do it on my own for a very long time. That's why I, once I really partnered, started partnering up, uh, which began to happen in a very advanced or quickening way, um, once I started with A Course in Miracles, uh, definitely when I started with science of mind teachings and I learned to pray, but then even more when I added in A Course in Miracles and felt that really deep connection with um, Jesus, with Master Saint Germain, uh, started to connect in with the angels. I started to feel this quickening. And so that's what inspired me to start my year-long course, Masterful Living, because I I realized that, and I was talking about this in Masterful Living last night, that if if we start from a place of having a negative thought every five seconds or so, which is where I really started from, then it's it's such a constant, 
immersion in the negativity, that it does feel overwhelming to get out of it. But I just sat down and I did the math and the math was really helpful to me. So I, I just realized, okay, let's say that I've got 10,000 negative thoughts a day. Because if you do the math, it's really, it's really clear. If you've got 60 seconds in a minute, right? That means if I've got a negative thought every um, 12, 12 times a minute, no, yeah, 12 times a minute, um, and then you do that times 60 minutes in an hour, uh, and then if you're, let's say you're conscious a minimum of 16 hours a day, um, that's, um, it's, it's, uh, I'm just doing the math on my phone here. Yeah. It's over 12,000 negative thoughts a day. So generously rounding it down to 10,000 negative thoughts a day. That's where I started. I literally did the math and said, okay, I feel like I've got 10,000 negative thoughts a day. If I offer 10 of them with sincerity to the Holy Spirit for healing, 10 of them per day, which is not even one per waking hour, which I could do, then at the end of the year, I will have decreased my negativity by about a third, 3,650 being about a third of 10,000. And I thought, oh my God, it's a three-year plan. I can do this. And I did quickly realize that it is about really sincerely giving those thoughts to the spirit for healing and being willing to really let them go and really saying, I don't need this thought anymore. And uh, I was sharing recently that when my mom was so sick and I was so concerned that we would not have a relationship healing before she passed. And at that point, I was nearly 50 years old, and I hadn't been able to have a healed relationship yet with all my spiritual practice and everything. And I thought, I'm not letting that lady leave this planet existence until we have a healing. And I didn't know how to have a healing. And it was right at this time that I began studying A Course in Miracles. So I just started putting it on the Holy Spirit. And I practiced my offloading at least 10, 10 thoughts a day to the Spirit and giving them sincerely. And as I was sharing in Masterful Living recently, or maybe it was Sacred Circle my sacred circle, my weekly spiritual counseling uh, call that I do, um, that I experienced many times when I would pray to release the thought and it would come back immediately after the prayer with so much, I had so much attachment to that thought, to that belief. Uh, and it was really challenging to me to think, why can't I get rid of this negativity? Why, why, why? But you see, it taught me because that negativity I had an attachment to those beliefs. And this is the thing about forgiveness, because one of the things that people tell me all the time is um, they have this sense of, I've forgiven this so many times. Why am I still thinking about it? Why can't I let it go? Why won't it, you know, why won't it heal? What's the problem? And I realized I still value this thought. Like I would like to be relieved of my pain and my suffering. I would like to never think about this again, so I say. But in truth, I still believe this, that they're bad, they're wrong, I'm bad, I'm wrong, whatever it is, I still believe it. I'm still invested in it. 
And that's why it feels so sticky and icky and it doesn't seem like I can let it go. So there, I learned the power of getting down on my knees or lying prostrate on the floor, uh, prostrate on the floor, <laughs> prostrate, <laughs> prostrate on the floor or on my knees and just saying, Holy Spirit, take these thoughts out of my mind. I am not interested in them anymore. I do want them anymore. They have no value to me anymore. I desire to live without them. They are meaningless thoughts. I do not want them. I ask you, please take them out of my mind so I never think them again. And then I also always had to, when the thoughts would appear again, because they would, it wasn't my failure, it was my opportunity when the thoughts reappeared that I could say, I mean it, Holy Spirit, I do not want it. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to choose it again. And no, thank you, I do not want it. I'm only interested in the thoughts I think with God. And that was one of my great interrupters. I only think the thoughts I think with God. Now, I'm saying all of this, going back to when you feel like you don't belong, when you feel like an outsider. The more I did this practice, the more the flow of love was happening in my heart, in my mind, the more compassionate I became, the more generous I became, generous of heart. And the more kind I became, the more willing I was. All of these things opened up for me from this practice of giving to the Holy Spirit the thoughts that no longer serve my life of love. And really pausing throughout my day again and again. It's one of the reasons why I created the free A Course in Miracles app that has the reminders that help us to stay in tune with the spirit and not get lazy, right? The ego appears to be very lazy, but it's not that the ego is lazy. It's very sticky in that um, the ego will say the ego thought is, uh, there's no, why bother? It's not going to work. Why bother? You see, and that's the place that I came from, that why bother consciousness. I'm bad. I'm wrong. I'm not good enough. It won't work for me. You see, this is one of the things that people in Masterful Living tell me all the time, that they had these thoughts just like me at the beginning of Masterful Living, that I could do all this stuff, but it still won't work for me. So why bother? But then they actually do it and do it joining with others and it does work for them. Voila. And that's the, the, the sort of secret of A Course in Miracles is that we must practice throughout our day, right? We must really work those lessons throughout our day. And many people will read A Course in Miracles at the beginning of the day, but they don't work it throughout their day. And that's the thing that Masterful Living is all about. Because I found that in doing this practice, that's what healed my mind. It's what gave me the great relief. And I could stop feeling like a loser. And hello, I stopped feeling like an outsider. So what I notice is that, yeah, I, I noticed that not a lot of people think like I think. They don't, a lot of people don't act like I act. But I don't have that sense that I don't belong anymore. I don't have the sense of an outsider anymore because I don't have a sense of being bad anymore. I don't have a sense of being wrong anymore. So I'm not interpreting my environment to make me feel like an outsider or like I don't belong. In fact, I feel called to go and be all kinds of places where I'm not necessarily like everybody else, but that's the point. That's the point of going. 
That's the point of standing in line at Starbucks and striking up a loving conversation with people. That's the point of being in the restaurant when the child is crying. So you can pray or on the airplane where the child is crying. You can pray and be that loving presence invoking the Holy Spirit so that the whole environment changes. That I was saying in Mass for Living last night that uh, I... I set the intention years ago that I would like to be able to have the consciousness that could walk into a room full of arguing people, a big room full of arguing people, and without saying a word, just by the vibration of my consciousness, that I could be truly helpful in turning the tide in the room, the energetic in the room. So that's how I live my life, that this is my response ability. I have the ability to respond to every situation and bring more light and more love to it. Hey, I want to just, we're going to go to a break here and I'd just like to let you know I'm doing a class, Undoing Unworthiness, that starts this week. It's a three-part class and you can always get it later, get the replays, get the transcripts. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You can go to jenniferhadley.com for more information. And you're listening to Force Miracle on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Topic, because this this sense of feeling like an outsider, uh, feeling that we don't belong, the feeling even that, as I was talking about before the break, that no matter what we do, it just won't work for us. These are the the common feelings that spiritual students have that they don't usually talk about because it's not very spiritual. One of the things that sometimes I have a challenge with folks in Masterful Living in Finding Freedom classes is that they don't wish to talk about the negativity, right, that they're thinking and feeling because they don't want to energize it. But there is a way to talk about it and share it that actually brings it to the light. And so that to me is what we can do in our course community, in our Course of Miracles community, is we don't need to hide the negativity. Let's bring it to the light. That brings healing for everyone. Uh, one of the components of my programs is let's really just bring to the light the things that we've been hiding in darkness and feeling ashamed about and feeling really bad and wrong about. And by bringing it to the light, it gets healed. It gets healed. So one of the biggest challenges that we have is that we are attacking our brothers and sisters and seeing them as other right? So um, in um, chapter 20, section two, uh, it's called the gift of lilies. And that the gifts that we can truly give are about extending love and to see with the mind's eyes, not the body's eyes. And that we can offer this gift of lilies, this gift of forgiveness, this gift of seeing with God's eyes to our brothers and sisters. And it says here in paragraph five of this uh, section two in chapter 20, the gift of lilies, it says, uh, you look still with the body's eyes and they can see but thorns, right? Yet you have asked for and received another sight. Those who accept the Holy Spirit's purpose as their own share also his vision. 
and what enables the Holy Spirit to see his purpose shine forth from every altar now is yours as well as his. So every altar, our hearts are the altar of God. So we can see and feel the Holy Spirit's purpose shining from our heart when we accept the Holy Spirit's purpose as our own. And we can just really, from our heart, say, Holy Spirit, let my purpose be your own. Because that's how we're designed. We're designed to be the perfect givers and receivers of love. We're not designed to be attackers, complainers, criticizers, blamers, and shamers. That's not how we're designed. That's why it's so uncomfortable. You see, what we've learned is that extending love from the ego perspective is to make ourselves vulnerable. But that's why this world is opposite. That the truth is that those who extend love, share love, act from love, decide from love, then we're congruent with the truth of our being. We're not going to feel like outsiders anymore. When we're operating from negativity, shame and blame and regret and resentment and hurt and fear and doubt and worry and jealousy, all of that, then we'll always feel like an outsider. We'll always feel like we don't belong. That's the illusion. That's the delusion. So the only way to feel like an insider and to feel congruent with life itself is to give up all the attack thoughts. So it says here, again, that those who accept the Holy Spirit's purpose as their own also share his vision. And we share the sense of congruency, that we're congruent with life, we're congruent with love, we're congruent with being in the flow of what life is, because all there is is love. So when we're complaining, judging, criticizing, blaming, attacking, and jealous, and shaming, and all those things that are part of the ego mindset, we don't feel congruent with love. Of course we're going to feel like we don't belong. Of course we will. So when we choose to have resentment and regret, we're going to feel like we don't belong. This is why the power of decision is so valuable. I think it was maybe the end of 2017, I did three episodes on the power of decision. So you can find those in the archive. Uh, very, very good stuff. And this is what we work on in Masterful Living week after week for an entire year is training our minds in alignment with A Course in Miracles, in alignment with these teachings, to be recognizing that the power of the decision is ours and it's life-changing, that we can be congruent with love no matter where we start from, right? So we all start from different places. Um, we all start with um, different intentions and and desires in a sense because many people start this practice with i just don't want to be miserable anymore i'm tired of being depressed i've been clinically depressed for years people tell me when they start or they say i've been feeling suicidal intermittently and i just i need to stop it. I need to get it out of my mind. Other people feel like I need to make a decision about whether to stay in this marriage or leave this marriage. And then they commit to doing the practices at whatever level of commitment they have that they desire. And that's where the transformation really comes in is through whatever amount of practice. I remember years ago, Someone said, I found that if I just put five minutes a day in, my life changed five minutes a day. 
And that's the beauty of it. It is a self-study, but we can practice and share with others. And that helps eliminate this feeling of otherness, this feeling of being a stranger in a strange land, this feeling of it will never work for me. We can eliminate that. And that is such a relief. Now, it also says here in this paragraph five that um, the Holy Spirit's vision sees no strangers, only dearly loved and loving friends. He sees no thorns, but only lilies gleaming in the gentle glow of peace that shines on everything he looks upon and loves. So now this is talking about Easter here, but it says, This Easter, look with different eyes upon your brother. You have forgiven me. And yet I cannot use your gift of lilies while you see them not, nor can you use what I have given unless you share it. Right? So this is what, think of Jesus saying this directly to us. You cannot use what I have given unless you share it. That's what he's saying to us. You cannot use these gifts of peace, these gifts of harmony, these gifts of love, these gifts of gentleness and truth and trust and peace. You cannot use these gifts unless you share them. That's why I'm all about community, being part of a community where we're actively sharing with people who would like to have the sharing. It's so amazing. People, especially this time of year, people go through extraordinary and very difficult experiences. And it's going on all the time that loved ones are uh, committing suicide, that loved ones are going into the hospital with illness, that we're maybe going into the hospital with illness, that loved ones are making their transition, that they're going into hospice, that um, they feel estranged. Uh, For some people, this is the first holiday season without their precious loved one who passed away or this is the holiday season where they know this is the last one they're going to have I remember the feeling this is the last Thanksgiving definitely with my mother this is the last Christmas definitely with my mother the last New Year's and that made it very precious it could have made it really dark but because of my spiritual community that I take with me every go where I go because we're an online community, I had all this love and support. So, so precious that we don't have to go it alone. So precious to have prayer partners that do not judge us, that stand with us and walk with us. And having a global community, they're there all the time. So this is what... I have felt called to build, and we're continuing to expand in the Power of Love ministry. Today is actually something called Giving Tuesday. And so I'll just make an invite to you to consider if you value this radio show, if you value the free classes. We've got the free forgiveness classes on right now. You can get the downloads that we just did Uh, like 12 of them or whatever it was, and you can get it, watch it yourself, the video. Um, We've got all kinds of resources, free Living a Course Miracles classes. If you value these things and would like to support us in creating more of them, bringing more of them and sharing these free classes, like I'd really love to do more Living a Course of Miracles classes this year, and it takes money. I'd like to sponsor more Living a Course in Miracles study groups. Uh, it takes money to set everything up and do all the online work. You can make a recurring monthly donation, even $5 helps us to plan and budget. And of course, it's tax deductible. Uh, you can 
make all kinds of arrangements. We can help you if you'd like to make a, uh, a one-time donation or an ongoing donation. So living our spiritual practice so that we see no strangers, only dearly loved and loving friends. This is what Jesus is teaching us to do. He says here, the Holy Spirit vision is no idle gift. And this is now paragraph six in section two of chapter 20. The Holy Spirit's vision is no idle, I-D-L-E, gift. No plaything to be tossed about a while and then laid aside. Listen and hear this carefully. Nor think it but a dream, a careless thought to play with, or a toy you would pick up from time to time, then put by. For if you do, so will it be to you. Now, this is one of the things, right, that is so common for us as spiritual students that we hold in our mind that we don't have to practice all the time. So I'd like to make a case for true willingness because this is what takes us from feeling like an outsider and like we don't belong to feeling congruent with love and that we do belong. The only way to really feel like we truly belong is to be consistently loving, to be consistently gentle, to be consistently kind, to be consistently truly helpful, not critical, not judgmental, not attacking, right? And that takes training. Of course, the miracles... Jesus tells us over and over again that we've put so much time and energy into training ourselves to feel separate, to feel like an outsider now. So little is asked of us to bring our mind back to its natural state of congruency and harmony. It's the willingness. So true willingness is something that we practice throughout the day, right? So, for instance, somebody says something that irks you, right? You feel irritated. You feel frustrated. I'm doing a class right now on the Enneagrams, and we were talking about this yesterday in the class, that uh, for me, I could say, oh, I feel irritated. I feel frustrated. And because of the way I express that irritation and frustration, somebody else would see it as anger. But to me, I'm thinking, that's not anger. Anger is when I'm yelling. Anger is when I'm hostile. But I'm just kind of huffing and puffing a little bit over here. I feel annoyed. But somebody else is experiencing it as anger because of the lens through which they look. And I remember talking about this uh, with, I believe, with Ken Wapnick, as I mentioned him at the beginning of the show, in that episode we did together, uh, episode two, I think it was, of this podcast, that uh, the slightest irritation is actually the same as murderous rage. It's the same thought of otherness is the same thought of attack. And so we were talking about this, like uh, one of the analogies I use is some people like hot sauce on their food. Sometimes I do for sure. And there's all kinds of hot sauce. So there's mild hot sauce and then there's burn your mouth hot sauce. But the thing is, whether it's mild, medium, hot, super hot, scorching hot, blind you hot. It's all hot sauce. So the blinding hot sauce and the mild hot sauce are still in the same category. And it's the same with our attack thoughts. If we're irritated, we're frustrated, we're annoyed, there are judgments and opinions in there. Maybe they don't seem so spicy, because I'm not screaming, I'm not angry, I'm not throwing things, I'm not punching anybody, but it's still anger. And if we can label it as anger, then that's helpful. 
It's really helpful to just recognize, oh, okay, it's in that category. So uh, in A Course in Miracles, Jesus tells us that uh, we're far too tolerant of mind wandering. So our mind wanders to our judgments, our opinions, our attack thoughts. And he also tells us that those who are loving will feel invulnerable and they actually are invulnerable. So the antidote to all our sense of otherness and all our sense of outsiderness and that we don't belong is to actually recognize we belong to God. We belong to the light. Remember that song, that beautiful song that I forget who wrote it. Pat Benatar sang it, you know, we belong to the light. I can't sing it right now. <laughs> um, she also says we belong to the darkness, but the darkness isn't real. But I, that's that part of we belong to the light. We are, we belong to the light. We're part of the light. And the light cannot be its fullness, which it can only be its fullness, without us. We are inextricably part of the light. So when we focus on the darkness, we will feel like an outsider every time because we're designed to spread the light, to share the light, to broadcast the light, to extend the light. That's our purpose, to remember that we are not separate. We are one. And so... In paragraph 7 here, Jesus says, You have the vision now to look past all illusions. This is in chapter 20. It has been given you to see no thorns, no strangers, and no obstacles to peace. Right? Course of Miracles in um, in the workbook. All your problems have been solved. Right? So we can recognize We have no problems because the only basis for thinking that we have a problem is thinking that we're separate. We're not separate, therefore we have no problems. But we can make up problems and we can believe and pretend we have problems. Oh yeah, we can do that. So, there are no obstacles to peace. Peace. The fear of God is nothing to you now. Yeah. I think it is so helpful to point out here, this is my guidance, that miracles are, according to A Course in Miracles, miracles are when we uh, align with the Holy Spirit's thought system. And this is what Jesus is talking about here. You Uh, Those who accept the Holy Spirit's purpose as their own also share his vision. And with that vision, we see no strangers, only dearly loved and loving friends. We see no thorns, but only lilies, gleaming in the gentle glow of peace that shines on everything we look upon and love, and everything that the Holy Spirit looks upon and loves. And that Holy Spirit is our own higher Holy Spirit self. So the prayer to see with God's eyes, to see with divine vision, and to no longer have an interest in seeing separation. Everything in life helps us to make that choice. Everything in life helps us to look with God's eyes at what is real and what is true, and what is worthwhile. And when we're not happy, when we are feeling frustrated and irritated, it's because we are choosing to go outside the flow of love in our awareness. When we step outside the flow of love in our awareness, we, of course, are going to feel like an outsider, Feeling like an outsider comes from being judgmental and not seeing our brothers and sisters as part of us, one with us, but seeing them as separate from us. So feeling like an outsider 
is because of a decision that we've made that we are outside the realm of lovableness, lovability, and worthiness. This is the thing you may recall uh, a few months ago, I did two episodes on unworthiness and I did a free class series on unworthiness and it was really a mind opener for me because I realized oh this is the core issue that is really I I, I had just another layer of realization miraculous realization of how entrenched all humanity is in unworthiness. So A Course in Miracles tells us that this unworthiness is the manifestation of the unconscious guilt that we have for having seeming, having rejected God. So the fear that we feel is for having rejected God. And the uh, guilt that we feel is for having rejected God. The shame and it all leads us to this deep sense that we are not worthy of God's love. But how can we not be worthy of what we are? We are God's love. So, of course, we're worthy of it. So that's why I'm doing this three-part series that starts this week on undoing unworthiness. Because let's end this year, or whenever you listen to this broadcast, you can still get the class, I'm sure. But let's now, 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 decide that we are worthy. Because A A Course in Miracles tells us that a miracle is a shift of thought from the ego's thought system to the Holy Spirit's thoughts. And then we have a miracle in our awareness by shifting our thinking, by being willing to give up the thought that blocks the truth, then we're liberated, we're in line with the truth, we're no longer defending ourselves against the truth, we're aligned with the truth, and then we see things shift and change in our physical life, in our heart, in our relationships, in our experiences, in our finances, in everything, in our body. Yes. So, yes, so I'm inviting you to support this work and if you love what I share I invite you to sign up for a monthly contribution sign up for the undoing unworthiness class sign up for masterful living all these wonderful things to support you in having an amazing life of love and on our heart we say yes to the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them gratitude we let it be and so it is amen 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 have a great rest of your week